Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and joining me to talk about the second episode of Loki, I have my co-host, writer of Surrender Your Sons, Adam Sass. Hi, Adam. Hi. Oh my gosh, it's Loki time. Um, so we've got two great guests, um, two big faves. First up is comedian, writer, and host of the Queer Tea Podcast. Hi, I'm Gabe Gonzalez. Great. Hi, Gabe. <laughs> Um, so, and also we have, we are joined by blogger and PhD student, Ashley K. Smalls. Hi, Ashley. Welcome back. <laughs> and Ashley all. Yes. And Thank Ashley you. also helps with social media with Slayerfest 98. Yes, yes, I do. I do the memes that you guys, <laughs> um, either love or probably are very sick of. <laughs> yes. Yes. The memes. Okay. Never. Um, uh, Ashley, yeah. did you see right before this, someone actually quote tweeted, which I thought was like that was like one of my favorite ones you did the like spoilers with no context someone was like how is this no context this is just a spoiler but like they were in front of Pompeii for like I'm like I I had a feeling someone would I can always always guess the like people are just very predictable but I'm also just like sir it's a picture of a girl in front of a a, a burning building if that gives you context (laughs) on what episode two is about then you know what? You're way better than me. Yeah. I like, feel like if it's a cute reference that like out of context, whatever, like that's fine on a different day. And like, you know, day of, I guess, whatever. Just mute the just mute the hashtag. Right now. It's loud. like this isn't RuPaul's drag race. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like that's often Twitter where it's like, you know what I meant, but now you're doing it. Now okay, you're doing, you're doing the most. Be like Elsa, let it go. Just retweet. You know what's funny. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, this is this is exactly why it's just like it's just you're gonna ruin a cute moment. That is a cute but stupid moment. The Pompeii right. moment. Like, it was great stuff that I didn't know was happening because I'm, you know, stepping away from Twitter for for a moment for a little mental health for myself. <laughs> um, my fifty second step away of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Adam, I was proud of you. You lasted a week last time. I think that's oh, everyone good. made fun of me when I made my big announcement. That they were like. They were no. like, oh, R.A.P. We'll see you fucking tomorrow. I didn't <laughs> want to say it, but I thought. <laughs> well, you know, Russell said that for me. So, right. Yeah, don't worry. Everything you want to say, he just does. I feel like it was longer than Chrissy Teigen lasted off of Twitter, though. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, so true. So there's that. Mm, well, I will also be taken down soon by the lady. <laughs> by a I'm former just... Project Runway contestant, <laughs> inevitably. <laughs> so great. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, so we're here to talk episode two of Loki. Um, and Adam, I want you to know I've been trying very hard to say it, Loki. Not the way I felt like. They made fun of you before. Yeah, because you say low key before. <laughs> Adam was like, you've got to say it differently. All of WandaVision, he was like, so low key when low key starts. And I was like, you better ditch that. WandaVision, <laughs> low key. Be, that's the thing. You bet me. <laughs> it's my Jersey accent. Uh, it's the micro wave. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, you see how these boys treat me on this podcast. <laughs> <That's not. laughs> uh, but yes. yeah, so. I, I mean, I said this before we started recording, but a thing I really liked about this was we kind of just like get right into it. Like Loki's already at that desk. He's, he's like already talking mm-hmm. to the clock. They already have like a relationship where he's annoyed at it. Um, but he doesn't seem too like he's not really that shocked that there's this talking cartoon that is walking across his desk. But right. Yeah, he's already like two seasons into the office. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, Which is kind of it. what I wanted, right? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean, that was my worry is that like it's so like mundane chic there that I was like, oh, that's very hard to pull off and yeah. be compelling yes. at the same time. So 
I'm glad that they just kind of really quickly fast forwarded to that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so we open on uh, Wisconsin in 1985. Mm. Uh, Gabe, did you recognize the woman that is at the Ren Fair that has speaking lines? Okay, let me tell <laughs> you the way <laughs> Kate Berlant was the Catherine Hahn of Loki for me. I did call Miss Minutes the Catherine Hahn of Loki earlier, <laughs> which I stand by. But okay. When Kate Berlant showed up on screen, I assumed, I was like, oh, okay, she's in this, right? This is like our Kat Denning. This is our Catherine Hahn. I thought she was going to be femme Loki. I thought she was going to have that reveal. Like Loki, I thought she was Loki. And I I just assumed that her presence was going to be a much bigger reveal. She was in a spectacular, spectacular background role that just had the best lines and absolutely set the mood perfectly but i think deep in my heart i was like okay she's got to be something in the storyline that like they're downplaying right and i spent the entire episode thinking she was hiding under that cloak no joke <laughs> like absolutely oh <laughs> i was like caperland's gonna like throw off this hood and cackle I mean, at tom hiddleston because she's him <laughs> i mean you know it it could be worse. She could have thought it was Mephisto. So that's you know. oh my god. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Well, I mean, she was. I mean, listen, Kate Blanchett in this is the Emma Caulfield, like. Yeah. Where it was just yes. like, oh no, she's just there. She's like a townsperson. Like, she didn't even get to say, I'm gagging <laughs> for you, faggot, to Loki. Like, <laughs> I was wondering if it was her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, for like a split second, from like, because like she's introduced like in a very like deep wide shot, and I was like very far back from the TV. I thought mm-hmm. that was. Agatha, I was like, oh my god, yes. we got Agatha. Yes. I was like, for a second, I was like, wait, 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 wait. yeah. So, yeah. but then I had that two yeah. second <laughs> same thing where I was like, wait a minute, because she does like, especially in like the way that you're right, the way it's shot, it like does resemble like a, like, and the way she's dressed too looks like Agatha from back in the day. Um, yeah, yeah, just a little accident, you know. Yeah, what's like a 1980s vibe and like a Renfest kind of costume? That's giving hard Agatha for sure. <laughs> That's I mean that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we see the, the TVA agents also full, full disclosure. I have such trouble keeping track of the, all of their names because it's like C one eight five. And yeah. I'm like, wait, which fucking number? Oh, we gotta, we gotta knock that off soon. There's right. Be yeah. We need names. Right. Like, give them names. Um, but so these guards all arrive, they are hunting the Loki variant. They all get taken down. Um, one, I loved the needle drop of holding out for a hero, but two, mm. I was surprised at how like violent it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a slaughter that I, I was. I was thinking that too. Like, like Marvel stuff usually isn't too like like actual like it, that felt like a slasher movie almost. Where it was yeah. just like this yeah. was like this felt like Jason is coming to get you again, mm-hmm. and like no matter what that person's gonna do, like they're just gonna materialize yeah. a, a lance. Well, I do put it through you. Yeah, I do feel like burning people alive last episode was definitely kind of surprising for me. I was like, oh, okay, like we're that tone. Um, And I think the stakes feel uh, a little different uh, in this series than they have in like some of the other uh, Marvel Disney Plus shows. I mean, I know the stakes are high in all of them, but I don't know. It does feel particularly dark in the series. It's a titch. It's got like a little droplet of Mandalorian in them where it's just a little like, ooh, I was, ooh, this is a little more brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Ashley, you you are a Marvel stand through and through. Did you did you think this was like a little bit more violent than normal? Or yes, but I will say you can still see how they try to offset it. Like even in the beginning scene where everyone's getting massacred, we're listening to "I Need a Hero" in the background. Right. So you still kind of like 
like it would be honestly interesting um to like you know how people will normally like rip mute the audio from a scene yeah. so you can see how serious it is like mm-hmm. i think you would easily end up getting a whole different kind of voice um without the music and so like i feel like that music choice was specifically because someone was like oh this is a little more graphic than we usually do we might mm-hmm. want to because a kid is definitely going to be tuned into this just thinking <laughs> comics and it's like Right. Not your average comics to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but definitely um, Loki has been on that, like, it's and it's it's been wonderful to me, this, like, bridge or this thin line of this darkness and as well as, you know, this comedy. Um, you know, I feel like the Thor movies have kind of gone straight towards the co- comedic route, which yeah. I don't believe takes away from the movie at all. I know there's people who have their differing opinions. You're not, we're not talking about you right now, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, you know, I feel like Loki's still keeping that sort of tone that he's built and being a part of that Thor world. But it's like, it is the god of mischief. Like, it's not about to be all uh, Daisy. So I think they're they're mastering it pretty well. But with this being episode two, don't be surprised if by episode four, they're not bothering with the music in the background anymore from mm-hmm. what they're giving us. Something I was also noticing was this is branching us, um, if I may, ha ha ha, timeline joke. Uh, this is kind of branching yeah. us, um, kind of closer in tone to probably what this is leading into, which is Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, yeah. Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. Tom, right? Which uh, they had yeah. said and then walked back is a horror movie. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think you know, I know they keep walking it back, and I'm not surprised when they hit that editing phase, which they believe they're in. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's going to be that back and forth of how dark to go. Um, but like, that's definitely, it's going to be a, a dark movie. I mean, yeah. the topics covered in WandaVision, um, you know, the first few episodes might've been what the hell is going on here. But if you, uh, walked away from, you know, it was a, it was a pretty dark topic and we're now going, you know, following her. Yeah. We know this, she has so much, she's already lost so much. She's trying to gain it back. There's more possibly to lose. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that movie is, it's, I don't see them being able to get away with the comedic routes they usually go through for a uh, MCU film. I think they're going to do, I think those, I think those twins are ending up on some arms is what I think. <laughs> uh, my gut has been saying the same. <laughs> it's like Sam Raimi, that body horror stuff. We can't, I would, there we go. Who was, who was the first, wasn't there a different horror director attached at first? There was. Didn't like someone drop out of it? Or oh. did Sam Raimi drop out? I, I do think Sam Raimi did step in a bit, but it was not like it was very early on. I feel like Ashley, you're you're a wealth of Marvel knowledge. <laughs> hey, Pause for googling. Yes, I, 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 that's number one. That is exactly what I'm doing. Number two, the only thing I know completely on. from the back of my head is Chris Evans. So let's. I mean, I'm. You know, when it comes to Chris Evans, you need his birthday, you need his chart, I got you. But everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think also like, because I think it's it's going to be really cool. We're going to get Sam Raimi and we're going to get a Danny Elfman score. I think this is all taking us in that kind of ooky spooky direction, which leading us back to the show. um, And, you know, I think it's same, it's same writer as Loki. So I feel like we're all kind of in that same creative family right now. So yeah, maybe they're getting us a little primed for some more slaughtery moments. Yeah, um, but just to but go back, I will say Scott Derrickson was attached to it at first. Yeah, I just looked that up and then I was like, <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I think he directed <laughs> yeah. a horror movie that I liked. Um, but no, I, yeah, I think, you know, I mean, even with what we know is coming, it's not 
you know, a huge surprise. I mean, like even with, okay, that's a jump into a, a, a topic I'm sure is also going to come up as well, but it's just like King the Conqueror, they just keep throwing a, throwing him in our face. <laughs> yeah. And ain't but, nothing funny about what he, <laughs> <laughs> he's not laughing he's not laughing he don't find nothing funny so i think it's best to get people prepared now because he ain't this and not to say thanos was someone who was joking around ever right right but like it, it, you know there's there's this isn't really about you know power levels this is really about the seriousness of a of a certain villain as well and especially someone who has though we haven't seen him yet he has some high stakes attached to what's going on in low-key um, and so, yeah, I think it's best that they start to maneuver these voices. Cause I don't think they're going to be able to do, to be honest, I'm so shocked. He's going to make his first appearance in Ant- Ant-Man because Ant-Man is I, so goofy. And <laughs> I still feel like he might pop up in this. I, do I feel too. like, cause he was cast so early, but, but I will well, say, I mean, like, they could, I mean, they'll probably do like maybe a credit stinger, mm-hmm. but maybe, yeah. maybe not like a full, like this is kind of. Yeah, uh, uh, um, maybe not dialogue between him and Loki, but I have a, a, a feeling right. of like how our first introduction to Thanos, even before um, Josh Brolin was casted for him, we got that little after credit scene. Yeah. I yeah. think we're going to get something uh, similar to that. Yeah, because that's the other thing, like not to jump too far ahead into this, I'm sure we'll get to that, we will touch on it, but the vibe I am getting as someone who does not know the comic super well Um if just from a pure like screenwriting storytelling standpoint, I feel like they're really setting us up for a, a gag and a goop of something where these three lizards are, are there's something not being told. Like nobody's seen them. It's a little, yeah, it's a little, yeah. um, it's a little, uh, it's a little Xenu. It's a little, it's a, it's very told, Scientology. Ray, no, yeah. Owen Wilson is giving us deep, deep Tom Cruise. We meet in peace at the end of time, ma'am. Ray. What? Right. And he's what? like, he's it really is, doing yeah. like a hard sell and like oh, glorious purpose. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, that conversation uh-uh. between him and Loki though was so short revealed so much. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. it's like, Oh, and, uh, uh, Mobius isn't evil. Like, I personally think, and I don't think this is going to be a, a big shocker to most people listening in, that the TVA is the real, you know, enemy here. They're the real bad yeah, guys. Yeah. Right, um, right, right. But what we see here is that we have, you know, these people attached to it, such as Bobius um, and uh, one me. Uh, I can't remember because it's a it's a number character. And one of the, the guards, she's played by. Uh, oh, she's like B fifteen. She's the only one I remember because exactly, I exactly. <laughs> loved her in Lovecraft Country, and I was like, "What's her character's and name?" Exactly, and it's like, "Oh, exactly. okay, great." I know yeah. from Lovecraft Country, yeah. and but I say that to say that I don't think they're bad people, but they do blindly believe in what it is that they're doing, and that usually right. is never a recipe for anything good. So yeah, right. I mean, as someone who just very freshly watched the Liam Remini show, and like there is, you know, there's purpose to what they're talking about. Like it is all very like kind of like a thought experiment, that sort of thing, because any sort of like questioning of what the TVA is doing threatens what the TVA is doing. Mm-hmm. And so, there was that, yeah, there was that yeah. like weird rhetorical strategy that Owen Wilson Mobius employed in that conversation where it was like, do you ever think about where you came from? And he's like, did you ever think about where you came from? Mm-hmm. Like a crazy ice god made you in a, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that does sound ridiculous. He's got a point. Like, <laughs> it's a, there's a, yeah, there's a bit of whataboutism to it. There's a lot of like, exactly. like circular kind of yes. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, he's fully going to show up on the Joe Rogan podcast any moment now. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> the Mobius final boss. is 5'3". <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Don't believe. Yeah. He has now come up in both episodes of Loki, Adam. <laughs> oh, no. Well, listen, listen we, we do legally have to hear that man's name uh, every day for the rest of our lives. I hope you censor it from this episode. <laughs> uh, but so, okay, so we touch the credits. They've, she, Loki, the variant Loki that we don't know who it is at this point takes captive one of the commanders who i don't had we seen her before or was she just like the commander of this group mm-hmm. right i don't think she was someone we had seen before no, no i don't believe so she no, was in an amazon series that i watched in the background of something but... yeah, she's very familiar yeah <laughs> i mean it well, really so... shows how like fast uh, the show is going because like yeah. it feels like we're supposed to know every agent already and we've only right, had right. one episode before this um and only really become familiar to to the two so um but no i don't believe um if she if she did come across like we weren't given a real face-to-face um Um, but so that that agent is kidnapped the rest of them are all murdered Mm. we see that this loki can do um kind of the thing that starlet witch did in age of ultron where she would like do a little doodaloo to their mind and then they take right. control of them. <laughs> you just, uh, <laughs> see, this whole MCU has just got me very paranoid. I'm looking like I'm looking for like a little doodly doo finger right next to my temple. Like I'm like <laughs> looking. <laughs> but so we learn that this Loki can do that. Um and then we cut to Loki at his desk where he's talking to the the weird clock. Um and I like that. I mean, he even has, I mean, we, you, you guys mentioned this that later on him and Mobius have a conversation, but Loki says to the clock, like, are you alive? Are you recording this? Yeah. And the clock is like, maybe both like just being like shitty and cutesy. Um, I want to like- see Miss Minutes, uh, gain, um, awareness of, uh, her own mortality and agency. Um, <laughs> like the, I, I, I want this to be like, she's realizing that she's somehow imprisoned. By the TVA. <laughs> I hope that Miss Minutes is the TVA. Yeah, I hope she's that she's <laughs> yeah, she's the big bad at the end of this. Okay, <laughs> screw King the Conqueror. We're not getting Jonathan Majors oh yet. We're God. getting Miss Minutes. <laughs> well, actually, you know, Miss Minutes is like broken into three pieces, and that becomes King <gasps> and Mephisto. And- oh, yeah, Adam, we're not saying that name anymore. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, host, then proceed. <laughs> uh, but so okay so we we learn that he's basically kind of like all right cool i'm working here is basically the the thing that he's doing and i'm so glad because i didn't need i mean even though he does we he does the thing at the end i do think i think that he does kind of like mobius i think he i there's times which i do appreciate that i can't tell who is playing who more mm. um but for what it's worth and as much as this version of loki can be like all right i wouldn't kill you like that's his version of liking someone, and I don't think he would kill Mobius at this point in time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, classic Twitter gay friendship is just very like, <laughs> like okay, also I really that, like yeah. you. We had a moment. I also <laughs> am suspicious. <laughs> uh, but so Mobius immediately is like, "Come on, we gotta, we're going, we're going on a mission." And again, I am so glad we streamlined all of this. I didn't need to see him training. I didn't need to yeah. see him getting more info i'm glad that we just kind of zoom past all that and here he is he's got his little tva suit which i think looks handsome on him um and we're going to this ren fair um and he does like a thing so i felt like at first when loki's giving them like the speech i was like oh i think he is thinking and like i don't know 
do we think he was like trying to trick them the entire time or was it like he didn't know what the fuck he was doing and then he was like wait i can trick them it's kind of what i thought was going on it sort of it felt like it was like lampooning um like the police police procedural or like like i mentioned this before we started recording it, it reminded me of hannibal like hugh dancy's character yeah being like this is my design like you know what i mean it felt so <laughs> performative i was like this is a show like i felt like he had it turned on the moment they got there but i yeah. loved it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i think with loki everything with him um as someone who is extremely chaotic himself i i think um probably he's kind of cool with stuff until he sees an opening and then he's like, Oh, actually that would be fun. Um, yeah. so I think that, I think like obviously hearing that he could get an audience with the timekeepers mm-hmm. was in the back of his mind. And then he's like, Hmm, got to figure out a way I can get to that. Minded his own business kind of went along with stuff and then was like, Hmm, actually this could be good. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, I think, we know that, well, several things, like two things here for me is one, I do really love that, you know, Mobius is a challenge for Loki. I think mm. the Loki that we are so familiar with, he plays people pretty easily and like he is, you know, technically supposed to, that's that's what he does. Um, and now we have someone who is so familiar with his history that is not that easy anymore. And that's what makes the show so great. It's not going to be a slam dunk for him. But even going back to what Adam was saying about, you know, the opening, even if he goes in being serious or, or intending to be, if he sees an opportunity of like, oh, this might be a shortcut, he's going to take it. And, um, you know, I think his thing is if I just do what it is that they need me to, then when I do it, they won't need me anymore. And then there's nothing stopping them from killing me. It's like, you know, he's he's not, we all know, Loki is not, is very far from stupid, even if he is someone who stalls for time, does the gags, he is always thinking 10 steps ahead. Um, but like, that's, that was the main thing here is that right now he, or at least at that moment, he wanted a a meeting with the timekeepers. Um, and it's just like, if I can make it seem like I can bring up something that they would want anything, I'm grasping at straws here, then that would give me more of an opportunity with the timekeepers versus I did the thing you want. Um, and I think that's really also what we're seeing here is that it's not just enough, even if he knew what this other version of himself was going to do next. It's not just enough to do what they say, but to give them a reason to keep him alive. Yeah. Cause I mean, this is just one of those things where, um, you know, in the first episode, he watched that guy just get disintegrated for like, not having a tick. Like the, mm-hmm. he sees right. how very callously they will just do such a thing. And he also sees that like, despite uh, Mobius advocating for him multiple times, some people are just willing to be like, ah, no, I'm not listening to you. I will go zap this guy. Like, so yeah. I think he needs like multiple outs, not just an in with Mobius. Yeah. So I'm actually curious. I think Ashley, you've really outlined kind of what's at stake for Loki and why he's interested in, or at least willing to pair up with Mobius. But are we all buying Mobius's reasoning for working with this Loki variant? You know what I mean? Like, he's probably met a, a thousand. Like, has he tried this with other variants before? Does he think there's something special about this one? Like, something to me, like, doesn't quite... I feel like we're missing a variable in in why Mobius is doing this. Yes, I agree with that. Mm. I keep thinking there's, like... I keep wondering... When he was talking to Ravona. I mean, we got a couple of moments of Mobius and Ravona in this. Mm-hmm. I was like, are they going to say, like, oh, that other Loki didn't pan out? Or, like, oh, the other Lokis, when you tried this, didn't work... Like, I kept wondering about that because, I mean, we 
we already have two variants like on this show there's two variants so i'm wondering if this has happened before and they've tried other like there can't be these are the only two variant loki's right like one assumes there have been multiple and i really oh, we did saw te- a bunch yeah yeah and i well i mean like that have worked with them or have tried to kill them mm-hmm. um so i'm wondering if like because it kind of seems like like when he was talking to ravona it was kind of she kind of felt like all right well we're gonna zap him and disintegrate him very soon if this does not work so I'm wondering if it's like this is like the last straw mm. of Mobius siding with Loki's or because, yeah, I was wondering that, too, uh, Gabe. I'd be curious mm-hmm. what everyone else thought. Um, You know, I guess I have this inkling uh, with us having, you know, the knowledge of what Loki's life is supposed to be like had he not taken <clears throat> um, the Infinity Stone. Uh, mm. I think there is something a clue as the fact that like we all know like Loki yes he's a villain but he's he's told he always told the line of anti-hero he's like um my brother's annoying me I'm gonna leave him to die oh I probably shouldn't do that let me go get him you know (laughs) he's he's he does have not much depending on the day but you know there's something in him that might make him do the right thing today uh depends on how ticked off he is right um and I say that to say that I don't know what was in that file for this particular Loki that maybe gave Mobius the aha moment that was like, this one in particular isn't like the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I still agree with, you know, there's more variables here. I'm just not entirely sure if it's a Mobius thing or a TVA thing. Um, but like, I think that, that there's, I think there's a relationship between this one was is supposed to be is specifically supposed to be on this path where you know he he he, he keeps saying he wants to be king of the world, um, but you know when his brother's life is in the balance, he goes to see what he can do. When you know Asgard is uh, being destroyed, instead of like, hey, I don't even like that place anyways. You know he comes back and he tries to do his best. Um, now, how does that tie in here with with um, Mobius and really the TVA? I don't know. I guess I do see the the good side in, in Mobius. I just he just seems very as much as he's such a good challenge for Loki. There's still a gullible side to him and how much he believes in the TVA. And I guess it's like I just maybe know so many people like that who have this like faith in something that they don't see how evil something might be. Um, and so it's just like. Ashley, just say religion. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, okay. Yep, yep, that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but exactly, yeah, I just, I don't, but I do think, I, I 100% agree with the missing variables here. I wouldn't be surprised if the choices Mobius thinks he's making on his own really aren't, if that makes sense there. I also think, like, Mobius really gives me strong um, kind of, like, you know, older guy in a rut for way too long vibes mm. and that like more than like even religion can just like start to like i mean it, it it seems to me like he got into a pattern of like things were good you know he likes his friend there he kind of likes his thing kind of like casey middle boyfriend oh, casey, i love got, casey I poor love guy him yeah. and i want more of casey but um <laughs> yeah like i think he i think all of them there really got into like a thing of you know, they could have been there for a really long time and you kind of get into that pattern in a job that's bad. Um, you don't really see the toxicity or you see the toxicity and you're just like, mm, it's toxic everywhere, I'll just stay. Yeah, or there's nothing I can do. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. is Adam and I just reading ourselves for Phil <laughs> right now. Say was, uh, just say Adam just and Ian. Just move on, just move on. I'm not ready to go there publicly. Um, 
But yeah, so then I have a question for everyone that I think I asked in the first episode, Adam. I'm still unclear when they, so that like they realize he's wasting their time. They just reset the timeline. Uh-huh. When they do that, I know it's like they're in a branch that has branched off from the, from the chart they gave us. Right. I know that there's the line, right? And this is a branch that they're on. So when they do that, it just destroys that branch, right? That's like what it's doing? It's just the branch. It's just like that little circumference of area where there's like details, like a left behind helmet and this, that. It's not like really anything. But don't don't they also get rid of all the people in that timeline? Like they kind of reference at the beginning of the episode – like they dis- did, did they, something like disintegrate or like annihilating everybody within a yeah. certain it's like they all they don't exist as those forms anymore because they'd be people in the branch right yeah right that's yeah. how i took it um oh i completely lost the thought because they like it was something about um uh when low-key when they go to this opening to the opening scene the, the place where um the agent killed everybody and then was taken away um and when they the TVA goes there and Loki asks, you know, question, why don't you just bring us to the moment before, you know, all of this happens? And I believe Mobius um, answers, um, we can't do that because that allows the branch that was made to basically like still exist. And then anything oh. you would do within, I guess, make another. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't rectify the mistake that was made that created that branch. So you would need to go to a specific moment. Um mm. So that's how I took it. But see, this is this is what we came across in Endgame, time travel. Yeah. Like you're doing yeah. this thing. <laughs> well, We're gonna be- even like watching this, like so watching this with my husband, like he he will like kind of have it and then like whoop, whoop, he doesn't get it. Um <laughs> and you know, and like like we all do. Um yeah. and you know, this one, like he was so on board with it, he was on board with it, da 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 da. And then he was just like wait a minute, so why did the TVA let Steve Rogers go back in time and, like, just kind of live it, live a different <laughs> life? And, and I was just like, I don't know, like, it was supposed to always be that way. That's, like, the end of his... Because I feel like he was kind of living this, because he was supposed to put everything back, and the end of Steve Rogers' storyline, actually, you know, his, ti- his own timeline is circuitous within the main timeline. So that's, like, that was, again, a, kind of an event. So for him, time is sequential. But for everyone else, it's like different times. But for him, it's just sequential. So I feel like as long as that is happening. Yeah, I feel like the only the the way I'm okay with because I, I can see where that would is how in the first episode when Loki does try to blame the Avengers. And I was like, he's right. But, he, but then it, they're yeah. just like, no, that was supposed to happen. Well, but then that's the thing. If that's supposed to happen, that's the inciting incident for the branch that caused this Loki variant. So that means this Loki variant should have happened. That's my thing. That's that's the. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because that is the one <laughs> thing because I was like, this is like, so is there a version that was supposed to have happened where they go back, get the stones, Loki doesn't disappear, and they don't got to go back to 1970. Like, they just get the stones, go back. But they still run into the same problem. Like, is that what was supposed to happen? Same end result, but they just had to make an extra trip because this Loki variant happened. I guess so, right? Yeah. Does that mean the events of Endgame were a, a branch universe? 
<laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Stop the show. You know that? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like a bunch of like numbers are sl- are, are, flo- are floating around the somebody yeah. and they're just like, that's, that's, that's me right now. I'm just <laughs> like. Is that like Brazilian soap opera lady? Yes. Yeah. I think that's like the one segment that is like, I don't know, because like, I don't know how you allow that branch because unless Loki takes that, the space stone, um, and leaves, they are not able to like. Then they would have just taken it, gone back. the The part where they both go to nineteen seventy, you know, that's another thing. But that night, that trip to nineteen seventy was extremely important thematically for both um, Tony and Steve because Tony got to like kind of have that moment with his dad, which I think really solidified the sacrifice play that he has to make. And then Steve got to see Peggy, which solidifies him sticking around in the past. So it has to make sense. So I think for my own sanity, I'm going to say this Loki isn't a variant. And this was like engineered. And we're going to find out at the end that like, oh, no, that was supposed to happen. He was supposed to come here and help this thing out. Like that's part of the time. Adam, I'm on board with that theory. I like that. Because otherwise, like Endgame is pretty like you do have that hole then. Um, Yeah. Because, like, what else was supposed to happen? So, All right, cool, thanks. Just mark it. Just mark it if I'm right. (laughs) So they reset that timeline. Mobius has a meeting with Ravona. No one is happy. Um, But I got to point out, the score being played during this scene of their meeting is so weird. It just sounds like a theremin playing in the background. Um, And... Yeah, I, the the score, especially in this episode for me, was like very apparent and I, I, in a good way. Like I loved how wacky yeah. it was. Like we get holding out for a hero in the beginning. We get this weird Stranger Things sounding whatever here. And like the music at the very end, I thought was fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah it's like Blade Runner kind of yeah. feeling. It's yeah. just this Vangelis weirdness. Well, it also um, that theremin vibe kind of reminds me of like very early Star Trek episodes and kind of like yeah. this like 70s sci-fi kind of, I don't know. There's a level of like kind of campiness and a, a weird shtick to the whole like, I don't know, burnt orange and brown tones there that's, yeah. that feels very old to me. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I put in my notes that the the score at the end, I said the score for this episode sounded like both retro sci-fi and retro horror. Yeah. Is what like it like the vibes it gave me? It really made me think about um Planet Terror uh, in Grindhouse. Ooh, yeah. Where if everybody remembers that, Robert Rodriguez is um but it was like a poster of it on my wall. Yes, it's so good. (laughs) But like the music is similarly sort of like dissonant and kind of strange, and then it is kind of eighties, and then there's that that very specific burnt orange and browns everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So the meeting with Ravona, they kind of I basically the gist of it is if this next thing doesn't work out, Loki is gonna get disintegrated, right? That's kind of kind of where they land. Right. Um and so then he comes out and he's kind of like actually pissed at Loki, but this is another scene where I couldn't quite a hundred percent tell who was playing who. Um because like I forget what Loki says, but then Mobius even says like, oh yeah, this is all part of your plan to get closer to the timekeepers and blah, 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 blah. And kind of just like, obviously says out loud what Loki's plan was. Um, and they're both getting annoyed at each other, but they both like each other. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just enjoy their dynamic, which is, I, I don't know. How do you guys feel about the, the, this? 
Um, I mean, they're both playing each other. Like, they both need something from each other. So it's like Mobius isn't, you know, as everyone keeps, like, reminding him, he's a backstabber, he's a this. And and, um, Mobius is like, I know he is, but I need, but, you know, he's (laughs) useful here. So I need to play along with who I know he is. Um, And, like, so it doesn't surprise me that he knows or can, you know, for the most part, figure out what Loki's um, entire plan is. You know, he's, Loki can be pretty predictable because of this, you know, eager i want to rule things so you you know you put him in a place where he finds out infinity stones are basically worthless of course now he wants to try and be ruler of the tva i'm sure mobius was able to put two and two together and things like that um but he's also like if you know that that want if that you know desire is big enough and he and loki sees an opportunity in this mission um to get closer to that whether it's to get in front of timekeepers or you know whatever even if if loki's mind is on trying to kill him mobius is gonna is trying to kill you know the timekeepers mobius isn't going to take that seriously because he doesn't think the timekeepers can probably be killed or something of that nature so it's like Mm -hmm. let loki think whatever he needs to think if it means that the job is going to get done and so when loki goes the stalling route he's disappointed because he's like i thought you would have taken this so seriously that wasting time is just not something you would have done um or whatever and so it's very clear um you know and i think that moment was a real transition moment in realizing like this isn't thor here this isn't a meathead who's gonna punch first and (laughs) and you know ask questions later this is someone who is being just as strategic as you are whether you realize it or not um and that was you know it made me also really excited in a sense of We've seen the strategic Loki, but there's also the Loki that is very spontaneous. Um, and, you know, we've seen him in the movies, but I wouldn't say not quite yet here in the show. And I don't want to get to the end yet, but like the ending of obviously is lets us, it goes back to that conversation we were having of the minute and open opportunity for Loki to yeah. do what he wants opens. He's going to take it. Um, but they're both playing up to that point. They're both playing each other, they're trying to get what they want and, at that moment, no one's getting anything that they want. And, you know, this other Loki is out there just really playing everybody at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that The other Loki is the one that's, like, more in yeah, control exactly. of, like, everything. Um, I did like the research. I love that it's immediately, like, let's do research. Oh, we'll, we'll make it a, a challenge. And then Loki's asleep. <laughs> um, and I, But I also like that Loki's kind of the one that he does end up being helpful even if he's playing him the whole time he he is right right like he says like like when he goes to like read the file which i only know this because i read one of brett white's articles that the scene where he talks to the woman in charge of the files that's a reference to the movie seven because the score the the music like orchestra music playing is the same music that plays in seven when they go to do their research oh well it, it did feel very fincher like yeah. super dark um oh, i think like the cinematography visually. in this is very david fincher yeah it's like really colors. like you know let's look at everything through like a, a dirty napkin yeah, right. <laughs> which I'm a sucker for. I'm not going to pretend. I'm I'm always like on board for that shit. Oh yeah, I, I like it. It's just like that is what it is. Yeah. Um. But so Loki reads about reads his own file, and through that has an epiphany. Goes to see Mobius in the cafeteria and ruins his salad. <laughs> did that favor? Did like did that salad a favor? Because like that was a sad looking salad mm-hmm. it was very yeah. sad it looked like it was just like lettuce in a bowl it mm-hmm. did he was so he wanted it so badly and i was just like 
Why? It's so weird. That whole like depressing corporate structure reminds me of uh, like the librarians from the magicians Ooh, or, yeah. or like that kind of smashed together with like a depressing version of the good place. Like it's just maybe it's Casey <laughs> too because he's there. But um, yeah, it was a depressing looking salad and like a really bland cafeteria. Everyone there looked really bored. Yeah, yeah. It's just a pathetic little lunch. I just, like, are they happy? What's going? Like, what? I, 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 there's got to be some kind of uprising at the end. I get the impression. Day. Yeah, Casey seems very scared of his workplace, but like yes. bound to it. So yeah. I'm like, what's happening here? What's going on? <laughs> I feel like if there is like a revolt towards the end and like go against you know this corporate structure that sort of thing, I feel like Casey's going to be the guy who's like kind of jumps in at the end very bravely being like, I'll help <laughs> yeah. a little yeah. bit. Um, <laughs> just thinks it's cool and exciting. I hope Miss Minutes leads the unionization effort of the TVA. <laughs> oh, no, Miss Minutes is uh, head of people. She is here to shut <laughs> that shit down. You're yeah. right. She is. She's literally she's literally in charge of minutes. She's counting when you're she's at the bathroom. She's like, I hear you. I really hear your concerns. Unfortunately, this case is now closed. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're moving on to a different subject. We now. do have to sunset this idea. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bezos wants what Miss Minutes has. <laughs> Uh, but so the things that things that uh he said things that loki said that i thought i was like "Mm, this might be important is he says like a nexus event happens when someone does something they're not supposed to Mm. and mobius says well it's a little more complicated than that um because we know that wanda is a nexus being from wandavision like they that was one of her commercials um so I, i kept thinking of like oh if a Nexus event happens, like what would be the thing would Wanda doing WandaVision, like her creating all that, was that like a Nexus event? Right. Oh, oh, interesting. I just thought more she's a Nexus being in that, like she's kind of unchanged through the Nexus events. Ashley, give us your Marvel expertise. Yeah. I was going to say that. um, I believe unlike variants where they create um, like they create that spliff away from the timeline. Wanda's powers allow her to change things within. So like it's, it's, I don't want to say it's undetected, but like basically it's, it's instead of creating a branch, she makes what she wants it to be like the way when, you know, Monica goes into um, Westview, she now just mm-hmm. instantly, it's like, it's not like a, Oh no! You've 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 messed with you know the the Monica in in this area. No, Monica's now she's she's part of this, um, and so her uh, her uh, it's a little different than um she did something that that goes off the the beat it be, being path or whatever whatever that saying is, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So it's I I do believe well. Technically, I think believe WandaVision happens. Oh, see, now this is where we get into the whole when everything is. Oh, right, because the shows don't. We don't know yeah, when the- this is happening. Yeah, no, because I think WandaVision happens like it happened. I think WandaVision happens kind of right after. Yeah, Endgame. Yeah. Right. Spider Man um, Far From Home is the one that happens like kind of a bit later. Yeah. 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 Um, I believe Spider Man might be showing us some of the consequences of what we are currently looking at um right. but 
I just wanted to say, because I'm trying to figure out, would it be that Wanda's powers is preventing the TVA from stepping in? Or could it be how the Loki show ends, um, why they don't? But anyways, that's a, that would probably be a conversation for a future podcast. But yeah, she, <laughs> her being, um, for her being a Nexus being, though, let's just, let's just uh, keep it simple and say it gives her some protection here. Okay. Like she's kind of not seen by the TVA, got it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry, not to complicate this, but I also had a lingering question wherein, like, the, the usage of the word nexus is constant throughout these shows, but also kind of confused me in that a nexus being seems to be a constant, right? That in whatever parallel universe we're in, um, that person is there. That person exists or a version of that person, right? Like, that's fixed. what I thought. Like, she's going to have, like, I feel like that's what I've been saying to my poor husband who has heard me say this like seven times like he's very he's like you've told me she's an nexus being um but uh yeah i feel like when eventually there is like a destruction of the timeline probably we're it's being very well telegraphed here and then that leads us into dr strange where it's going to be like there's going to be so many different versions of everybody the reason that they need wanda is that she remains the same throughout and yes. she can navigate it with her own memories and she doesn't need the clip show that loki's getting like she she's yes, aware yes. of herself and her surroundings you're very much it like nexus beings are crucial to time they're crucial to the stability of it um and i say that because um kang is another nexus being as well um but you're very I, much on the money about like they're the constant they can't you can't treat you can't just uh i mean First of all, the way Wanda's powers work, uh, I don't know if they'd be, they would be slapping anything on her as easily as they did Loki. But um, it's not as easy as people just, you know, evaporate her and let her make her go away from messing with right. things. I, I am grouped. I love the idea of Wanda being like, no, I'm the constant motherfuckers. Like, I'm I'm the one that's going to save everything in Doctor Strange too. Ah, right. Yeah. We love that's, that. I mean, it's love gonna, that she's going to be like that kind of like, she knows what's she remembers everything even as reality changes around her she has like awareness of the goal whatever that may be i love that yeah for her. it was just confusing to me because a nexus being is a constant but a nexus event is a departure from the and so i was like i'm trying to wrap my mind around exactly what it means and i feel like we're obviously not going to find out until <laughs> later in this series precisely well, like how they're using it i guess but i will say that's and y'all know i love I love Marvel, but that's like a one thing that like bothers me a little bit is I feel like a lot of times with the explanations, like in Endgame, like in them talking about how, no, the Avengers were supposed to do that. But then if the Avengers were, why is Loki? They're, they always like kind of explain it like it's like they get to like the bars like 90% full, but then that 10% drives me fucking bonkers because I'm like, but what about these two things that don't add up to this explanation? Um, but I yeah, I mean, I guess it could be explained later on or maybe it won't be. Who knows? Anyway, Loki has an idea. He he has an epiphany. He, he tells Mobius. He ruins his salad while telling him about um, his theory, which I will say, I had a bad day yesterday and watching him ruin his salad. I was like, I would be very upset if I were at work and someone ruined my shitty lunch, even if it were a shitty lunch. <laughs> I'd just be like, leave me face. alone. That's his face. I'm on break. <laughs> just like, please let me enjoy my pathetic thing. <laughs> this one thing just let me eat it um but okay so loki has which is a really good idea and mobius is kind of like well how do i know and i thought loki's line of you can trust one thing i love to be right was such a good line like 
And also, same. Who doesn't love to be right, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> but it was so, very Buffy to be like, um, this This other Loki hides in apocalypses. I love yes. that we like talk about apocalypses. That, that, that was just brought me right back to Buffy. <laughs> yes. I feel like that word, I just think of Buffy. <laughs> so they go to uh, 79 AD. They land in Pompeii. And I got to say, I love everything going on here. I love it. Loki is so like shitty and smarmy and he's just smiling because he's right um and he's like mobius is like oh it's in poor taste to be so excited and loki says oh mobius you make even the end of the world sound boring (laughs) i he's i love that he's just like psychologically terrorizing these old italians (laughs) before they are (laughs) are taken by the earth yeah (laughs) (laughs) and like he's just he lets the goats out he's screaming he's like nothing matters i just i thought that was a very enjoyable bit (laughs) it was great um ashley what did you think of that scene well fun fact um tom Uh hiddleston has a degree in classics from the university of cambridge so (laughs) when he lay down the latin that is tom that is that's him using his degree, and he thought he never would. Look at him. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I've been making memes about this moment the entire time, but I think <laughs> at its core, it's like Loki, he needed a win. And I mean, this was a big one. This wasn't like a regular, hey, I can figure this this person out. Um, but this was, uh, you know, he's figured out not just where his other version is, but he's picked out a pretty big security flaw in the TVA that they would have continued to go about not realizing. And I'm concerned he might be kicking himself uh, in a few episodes for telling them about that. Um, But, you know, I think that excitement and everything like that, of course it was a very fun scene. And also like the, when he let the, the goats out and it was like, Go, my horned friends. And I was like, oh, yeah, he wears horns. He's like, I get you. I, I am you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was an extremely fun scene. But I think also, you know, um, I, I I don't know if uh, he's going he's gonna to be happy that he reveals something that might be useful to him later in the series. Um, I think, you know, he might want to use an, an apocalypse to his advantage and the TVA might be waiting for him there. Um so yeah, but for the sake of episode two, definitely was one of the you know Loki gets to have some fun. Um, Tom Hiddleston gets to use his degree; it was great. Yeah, I think it was also where like where the show got to like wake up a little bit. Not yes. like it was sleepy, but like it was just a little like it was very serious for a silly show with the talking cartoon lady clock. <laughs> um, and they got to have some fun, and I was it was just the little ticket what they needed. Yeah, and I mean he even. I even love the bit where Loki's like, we're from the future. And then he looks at Mobius. He's like, are we from the future? The TVA sounds like the future. Like, (laughs) it was all very charming, I thought. And Tom Hiddleston was like, almost winking at the camera. He was having so much fun, it felt like. And I mean, I love that shit. So that's not a complaint. Um, But yeah, so then it ends up Mobius finds there is no variant energy detected. Blah, blah, blah. Loki was right. Um, So they have to look for natural disasters. And we get that weird beat from the beginning that I don't know if I even mentioned in the episode, Adam, but when the little girl shows the candy oh, yeah. that, that Loki had left, for a second I was like, wait, 
will it be kid loki like in the comics like right. the kid do, but like we saw too much of like the hands and the show like it was like that's not a child that person is too tall unless it was like that giant baby from twitter like <laughs> there's no like it was too big <laughs> the hands looked right, like human hands adult hands right um but i had that like moment in episode one and then i forgot about that beat until we went back to it and mobius is like oh i have this candy and you know, it's only from these years. Yeah, I love that it was from years in the future, and that we got like some weird dystopian Walmart Target, like oh my god, smashed <laughs> together. Like I, I and like the litany of disasters that just plagued yeah. the world during those years was so perfect. I got uh, such a kick out of that segment when he was like the climate apocalypse of twenty forty eight. I just like moaned. I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> like you know someone's gonna like tweet that in fucking 2048 or like whatever the fuck that is going on now sorry i don't know if we're dropping f-bombs here and just be like yeah i'm drowning in my home in the gulf uh, lol this is the only day to retweet this all right exactly it's gonna be like retweeting simpsons episodes and be like whoa wow like oh my god things loki predicted oh no yeah (laughs) Uh, but and i so this is where they they so then they have their talk um, oh, this is when they do their research and we cut the Loki sleeping. So they do, but they find out that like, what, that there were how many, it was like, they looked at how many disasters happened between the years of when that gum was made. Um, they also have that talk that we mentioned earlier where they like almost talk about God. And I kept, I was like, is this going to get religious? Cause it felt religious, uh, but it like doesn't. And I love when Loki calls it the three space lizards. I love when he says that about the timekeepers. Um, but so then they are cross-referencing every natural disaster. Loki finds this. I don't even remember which does Did they say what the disaster is? The flooding? Oh, it's hurricane. a hurricane. hurricane yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we get the like cut to that. And I, I thought, oh, no, we don't get that yet. We have to. He has to go to Ravona. It was so is, like real and hard that they were like, yeah, so there's this hurricane um, and all the survivors kind of like pile into this like kind of, you know, big super, super store area. Um, and mm. they think they're all going to be safe. And I was just like, no, <laughs> um, they're not. We didn't fix the infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> we did not. We did not. And they don't care. They're just like, we're going in for this thing. We don't care about those people. They're, they're going to die. No big deal. Um, so Ravona allows him to take a full team there. She's a little weary of believing Mobius. A beat that I really liked is Mobius handing Loki weapons. And again, I can't remember her numbers, but Ruby from Lovecraft Country is like, absolutely not. And takes the knives right back from Loki and puts them in her own locker. Um, because she understandably hates him because of what he did to her in episode one with the little like collar thing. With the looping. Yeah. Yeah, they travel to 2050 Alabama. They go to Rock's Cart, which uh, Roxon is like the MCU company that keeps popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I do wonder if eventually mm. it'll stop being just like, oh, that's showing you it's this universe. And like, it will be, there is a villain behind this because I feel like that's. There's like be a some thing. CEO villain mm. part of it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like semi a Marvel completionist, although I have not watched Cloak and Dagger. I watched. Um, Hellstorm or whatever it was called. I forget what they called it. Uh, yeah. The first Hellstrom. half I thought was actually good, um, but the rest of it was caca. But they, the only connection to the MCU is there's a Roxxon gas station that they go to. 
at one point. Well, Ian, you remember like watching Lost in like the early seasons when they started yes. dropping in all the Widmore Corporation stuff, where it was like, yes. oh, what's up with that? And then he showed up as the big bad later on. And then he just gets shot. It doesn't matter. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's season six. Hey. Like, oh, you thought this was important? Nah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, can I um, actually... Oh, sorry. Yeah. I don't I don't want to derail you, but I have this burning question. I was actually hoping you all could provide insight. Mobius is in Ravona's office and keeps referring to like another favorite agent or like did someone else give this yeah. to you? What's that about? <laughs> I was like, is he talking about someone else in his position that like she's meeting with several agents from the TVA or like, is there another agency? Like, I don't understand what's going on there. Was it just like playful ribbing or is it right. like, or is this, um, is it, is it uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic? Um, <laughs> mm. Thank you for not saying Mephisto. <laughs> Gotta shake it up because we invented yeah. a lot of people who could have popped up in that one. Um, yeah, I was wondering that too. I was wondering if there was like, I was like, is there a Mobius variant? And this, but like, I mean, from what we've seen, and I don't know if we'll get more of this, but like, whenever they walk out on that balcony, the TVA looks like a huge fucking city. Um, Mm -hmm. but then we're only seeing the confines of like what seems to be this one building. Mm. So I don't, I'm wondering how many Minutemen they actually have because they're really burning through them and they're not like, what do we do? Like, they're more just like, like they're more just like, yeah, it's like, gotta gotta get to the bottom of this. Like, they're they're not running (laughs) out of people. Yeah. Ashley, what do you think about that? Do you think there's a, another agent? Like, what do you think? Um, Oh, I, I'm trying to, my best to not bring up Kang anymore because I'm like, I'm. Mm-hmm. You know what? No, I'm gonna be very honest with you. I'm biased because I think Jonathan Majors is absolutely fine, so I need yes. him to show as as quickly well, yeah. as possible. I don't yes. want any more stalling. Let's start there. But <laughs> um, I mean, at first, at first view, I just took it as as banter. Um, but it could leave some possibilities, especially because you know we're, we know next episode, you know they're gonna look at him as a as a fuck up, most likely. Um, and you know, are we going to be introduced to another agent to clean up the mess or to, you know, um, you know, has someone have been called in to help him before because he wasn't able to, you know, I mean, she seems to have a lot of confidence in him. It wasn't so much like a, you messed up so much before type of thing. Um, but he's messed up now. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, what happens and what that trust now looks like, um, if any at all. And I mean, I don't know if they'll even be able to go back to the office in episode three. I mean, it kind of feels like episode three is going to have a completely different, um, not just a different voice and vibe, but might, you know, it's going to primarily be taking place in a different location. Um, But I have a strong inkling, you know, we're going to be introduced to maybe, some new agents that don't just get killed uh, two minutes after we meet them. So, but I, at first, at face value, I didn't, I didn't think so. But okay, so we get to Rock's cart. They're inside, um, and I, Adam, like you, I thought this was a really good set. I love this like dystopian super Walmart River Raid end of the yes. world. These people are gonna die. I thought it was a really good setting. Like, like. Like really, how our design aesthetic is going to go if we keep making McDonald's look like warehouses? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. if we keep redesigning, it's just going to keep being just like grayer, grayer, more gray, more boxy. <laughs> um, oh wait, I got to mention before we get to that, before they leave, 
I do love the bit of being when they're talking about all the variant Lokis and we're seeing yes. them like holograms of them and like yes. ones like this like giant ogre with like Loki's head. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see that one so bad. I bet he's so hot. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was like, this, this Zelda Goron Loki. Yes, like, crush me Loki. <laughs> Uh, but so <laughs> I did really like that, and I liked seeing uh, Tom Hiddleston's like reactions to all of them. Um, but okay, so they get in the store. They Mobius wants them to split up, but he wants Loki with him. Um, and what's her number, Gabe? You said you knew her number. B oh, fifteen, baby. She's the only one I remember. All right, B fifteen says no. Uh, Loki's going with her, which I was happy about. So I was like, good, I want to see some shitty dynamic. I almost wish there had been more of her not being possessed. Mm-hmm. Um, just to see them like banter, because she like clearly fucking hates him. And um, she should. I would too. Um, but so they split up. A thing that I thought was like important to note when Mobius is with the other guards, the guards have like it almost felt like they were cops um the way mobius is like you're being really mean to these people they're scared and he's like yeah they're gonna die they should be scared and just like doesn't care but mobius is like well we gotta be nice to these people but like none of the rest of them think that way oh yeah i'm sure the tva like attracts the same type of personality um to that job where it's like hey do you like just sticking a stick on someone and they disintegrate in front of your eyes then (laughs) yes but it's, it's weird too because i feel like they sort of treat them the way they treated the people in pompeii where they're like all right we're gonna annihilate this weird branch anyway so like who cares if we're nice to them sort of mm-hmm. <laughs> true true i mean mobius did tell loki it was tacky the way he was acting it was um, it was so rude but <laughs> i think yeah i think mobius and casey are too sensitive for this harsh world they are. <laughs> they are so like, gonna protect i need yeah, protect i need casey involved in more of the hijinks like i need him there correct that's great. <laughs> so we kind of like right away learn the cloaked Loki figure is there. We see like a hand touching some buttons um, and has like access to video screens around the store. Um, they so as they split up, the guard and Loki come upon a man, which I was like, how dystopian is this if we're going to have someone shopping during a hurricane? Because the person says, oh, it's a hurricane sale. And I was like, wait, is that going to be legit? But then quickly we realize that they are possessed or entranced or enchanted by this Loki figure. Um, and then it transfers to B-15. I will say she does some, I, I think her and then the, the retail worker both do some really good Loki oh, drag yeah. acting. Mm-hmm. Like I loved it. <laughs> I was kind of like, wow, if she just stayed Loki for the rest of this. I would be pretty cool with that. Thrilled. <laughs> Um, they have like a talk. I appreciated that Loki kind of was like just trying to like he wasn't like because that's not. I mean, you said this before, Ashley. He's not Thor. He's not just gonna throw his hammer at. He's not just gonna punch it. He's kind of like let's figure out what's what the fuck's going on here. So he's just they're just chatting, right? They're just like walking along and chatting. <laughs> this retail worker gets touches gets touched and gets gets transferred to that person. Um. Loki says that he's undercover and he's trying to get that Loki to work for him. Um, and he starts to notice that there's bombs everywhere or not bombs, but the things that we saw that reset the timeline. Hmm. So <sighs> Loki gets attacked and I felt like 
he can use his powers. Shouldn't he have been able to overpower this like right? random bigger dude? Yeah. <laughs> Deeply confused about that. Right. Also, he was getting punched a lot, and I was like, "You, this is not. I don't know. Like you're a god. Yeah. Like, just I don't know. Zap him or throw something at him. I wonder if he was trying to play the long game to like win over the other Loki. That's though. You know what, what I mean? I was saying mm. that's what I, that's, that's what I was thinking. Like especially when he uh, got hit to the floor and was like, "I've never do this. I would never treat myself this way." Yeah. Um, you know, that's what I keep saying because um, like even going back to the comedic relief of the show, and I'm all for it. Um, you know, we obviously have a much different Loki on our hands than even the one from Avengers, and that's this is that's technically the Loki. Um, that has been snatched up because, you know, the Loki we've come to know through uh, Dark World and Ragnarok especially technically hasn't, you know, it's been a pretty big transformation in two episodes from Loki and Avengers who was two seconds away from taking over the world to, you know, cute, petty banter. Um, and I'm again, I'm, I, I absolutely am loving the show, but I just say that to say that the way he was getting kicked around um, I, I have to, for my own sanity, just say he was just trying his <laughs> best to not, to really, he was trying his best to like, hey, I'm your friend here. Um, because the Loki that was in Avengers was, you know, he, he, he was running up and down them for <laughs> majority of the right. movie. So, you know, it was, it's not like, it's been a minute since he's been in combat. Like, he just went yeah. up against yeah. the whole, like. <laughs> also, like, I mean, like, maybe was trying to, like, poorly like de-escalate the situation because he like mm-hmm. needed answers and he needed to like right. figure True. this out there yeah. was like, a ticking clock he couldn't just be like well i'm gonna like mess you up and then go like he like this whole like he needed this resolved in a very successful way yeah that's true um so then we get to the final the final loki which is the reveal the cloak is torn off the cloak is pulled back and we see that it is um, a woman dressed as Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say I yelled yes. I was like so excited, <laughs> yes. even though I knew that it was going yes. to be a woman. And I kind <laughs> of anticipated this. I was still very excited. I right. loved the like, this isn't about you. Right. Like it was just, ugh. I thought the the like cinematography in the scene and the music playing and everything was just very like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Uh, the pacing but- was great. So good. So good. And we get like Mobius and the other guards running towards them. And then the timer goes off. Literally, like you said, Adam, the time was ticking. It was literally ticking. Correct. Yeah. It goes off. And I think Loki had said earlier, he thought that this Loki was going to blow them all up, not realizing that those were just, those weren't for this store. They were going elsewhere. Timer goes off. We see that all of them go through little portals Um, and it seems to be that they created a multiverse right then and there. Um, yeah, multiple branches hoping to get to the red line, which would shatter the sacred timeline. Yeah. And I don't see them stopping that. So I feel like maybe episode three were were in the multiverse. Like, I don't know. Like it's, (laughs) it seemed like they were, I mean, they were deploying people right away. Even our, even our like. Fabulous! I can't remember her name. She's like, I, I'm very eager to see her in the field. Um, yes. Yeah, where she's like, okay, I'm going to settle this myself. Like, the, it definitely got the sense of like real big urgency, and like, there's, you know, and uh, and then 
our Loki does another sort of thing and just realizes that he's better off resolving this uh, by following uh, the villainous Loki into the portal. Yeah, I thought the whole scene was so good. Um, but uh, Ashley, I'm sure you have since you I noticed you realized when I said Enchanted. So I've read that people think this Loki could actually be the Enchantress, like the MCU's Enchantress. Um, yeah, so I mean, so it, I'm kind of treating it the way I did with when John Walker was in Falcon Winter Soldier. And even though we all knew he was a U.S. agent, I kept referring to him as Captain America because for the sake of the show um that's what like if you have no knowledge of anything outside that's what he is right now um and so you know i think everyone has some good points because it's like when the cloak came down and she had blonde hair i was like now are they making because i'm like it's mcu nothing is going to be verbatim from the comics i was like maybe they're they're deciding to give lady low-key blonde hair and then I went on Twitter and saw everyone was like, is it Lady Loki? And, you know, the, it, I was like, okay, the Enchantress theories definitely um, hold up. Uh, one, it would make me feel better about the blonde hair. I don't know why it was bothering me, but it was, it was just <laughs> do that. Um, and then I was like, okay, Enchantress in the comics gets her powers from Loki. So then it also would, you know, answer the question of why they think they are chasing Loki, if that's the case. Um, and you know, it would make sense why she wants to play along with the idea that she's low-key because as long as no one knows who she is, then, you know, they can't put two and two together about what it is that she may really want, whatever that may be. Um, so, yeah. I Wait, feel- Adam, this is... Oh, go ahead, Gabe. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say, I feel like we got three really strong hints it's not actually, Lady quote, Lady Loki. Mm-hmm. I feel like the temple trick is new, Does is not a, an established Loki power, um, he literally says, I wouldn't treat me this way when he gets knocked down to the ground, which you mentioned. And then at the end this character is like, that's not my name. And so I don't know if like this little pattern is, you know, taken literally, or if maybe there's just an identity crisis among variants. Like, I don't know what's going down, but I definitely got the vibe. It's someone posing as Loki. So Adam, this is where, uh, Adam, do you know who Enchantress is? Um, I am mid Google right now. Um, <laughs> wait, so, but like, this is. Wait, Enchant- how is uh, how so- is she how is she in Suicide Squad? That, that's DC. That's different. That they- yeah, that's, a, that's the other oh, Enchantress. Okay, that's the okay. Enchantress. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so I know Enchantress from the Wait. Marvel mobile game that I used to play. Okay, which Wait. is like, uh, game. Okay. which one is it? Which one is it? I forget what it's called. I haven't played it in was it so Future long. Fight? It might have been that one. Yes, it was f- fully. Hold on, I'm googling it now to be sure. Because I still have that on my phone, but I don't really play it. But I, it's like kind of like yes. an RPG game almost, where you collect yes. characters. It was yes, absolutely I, future fight, yeah. And they have little character bios, and so uh, obviously, like I do some deep reading on characters I had never learned about through that game, I which is embarrassing but true. Was obsessed with that. I still have it on my phone, but so I still really play it. it. It is right. I wish it was like a full actual like put out for like the PlayStation or some shit. Like I, I would yeah, I that. would rather pay for a game once than like be charged for features. It drives a me nuts. Times. That's right. why I've just yeah. But so Enchantress is basically an Asgardian that we just haven't met yet. Okay. Really, we have met her sister in Agents of Shield because they wouldn't even let them use the real Enchantress. I didn't even know she had a sister in the comics, so that character popped up in Agents <laughs> of Shield. Um but yeah, she's just like an Asgardian villain that she like sometimes works with Loki. The guy, God, his name, Executioner in Ragnarok, 
He's usually her like right hand man. That's usually like okay. Think of like Bane and Poison Ivy and Batman. Mm. Oh wow, uh, and Robin. That's I'm like, kind of them. Yes. I'm... Yeah. I figured that would get your attention. Out. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> um, I was like, oh, here comes the glaze over. Oh wait, no, I'm up. Yep. In a lot of the cartoons, she would basically be like Emma Frost, but as Guardian. I so this is my like theory that I came up with today. I think that maybe she is lady loki from a different timeline but maybe that loki goes by enchantress and that will be the mcu's enchantress because the mcu does like to do like yeah kind of like the timeline like the sacred timeline people like they will get to the same end just with slightly different quicker means sometimes they're like okay we're she's basically this we're gonna use this quick shorthand to get there yeah, yeah, that's, and you know what I mean? Because they they have done it with other characters. You know, I think of even um, Rosario Dawson in the, like, Netflix shows, how she was Night Nurse, and Butchett had a different name, and then she wasn't Night Nurse. Oh, um, yeah. Like, they sometimes like to do that, so I, I don't know. I mean, I could see it going literally anyway, but that's my working theory right now that I came up with while I was at Register at Work. Um, but, yeah, so... I thought all of this was great. I love Mobius yelling for Loki and Loki just like looking and you can tell he is thinking, right? That was the thing. He was kind of weighing his options. I almost feel like he was like, oh, is it better if I'd like, he's, I mean, he's weighing them in like what is best for him. Is it best if I stay with them or is it best if I do this? Like what will have the best outcome for me? And then he turns and he jumps through that porthole and I couldn't believe that was the end. I was like, ah, shit. Like (coughs) this was, I found myself really wanting the next episode after this. And after episode one, while I did like it, I didn't find myself being like, ah, you know? Yeah, I did not race to start episode two. Um, it was on my, you know, it was on my agenda, but, you know, not racing. But, like, I think this was, yeah, this was really good. I, I mean, I really liked that he thought this through because, again, if I was Loki, I would be like, if I stay, we lose our lead on this person and... I have to very rapidly explain that I didn't have anything to do with this, but probably right. someone will shovel cattle prod on me and on the end. Um, <laughs> or I can go follow, try to pursue, try to obtain, and then I could be the, you know, and then I could get out of this if I like win. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Gabe, what'd you think of that end? I loved it. I mean, I can't quite tell his motivations. I was wondering why he followed this new figure through the door. And I, it hadn't occurred to me that he's like maybe still faithful to Mobius and is like following a lead. Cause my assumption was just like, Oh, you know, he's, he like saw an out and is going to explore like his own interests. And maybe that means coming back to Mobius, but I think he needs to figure out what this new character has to offer. Um, I loved it. I'm very intrigued in learning more about the mechanics of how each of these little mm, time bombs deployed, Uh, functioned like how it created more timelines because i think those are used to destroy or disintegrate timelines and so like i hope we get a little bit more on like the mechanics of that um but i thought it was really interesting because i was like oh like this loki is clearly doing things that folks are like a thousand steps behind they're thinking way ahead of the entire tva like what is this unprecedented event um and so i'm like really interested in learning more about obviously like the impact but also how it happened i just want to know how it works yeah what are the like was i I was trying to track what the color change means on the on the thing like was it going purple and orange is that the thing like like if it changes into one color is it reversing the timeline if it changes the other way is it like oh right i don't remember 
It like, means it's like voting for Diane Morales. There we uh, go. Right. It changes its, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Ashley, what did you think of the end? Um, well, I mean, just in general, I absolutely loved it. It's like, you know, I have that, that, that you know, it's like I, as much as I enjoy it, I'm also just like, oh my God, why are you leaving me on a cliffhanger? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I am absolutely in, enjoying myself because it does make conversations like this for an entire week that then gets you more excited for episode three. Um, but I will say, you know, going down to this interaction, I'm not entirely sure. I'm going to keep referring to her as Lady Loki until she finally gives us her name. Whatever she is, she has some kind of relationship with Loki and she's a lady. So, <laughs> but um I'm not entirely convinced that she didn't want him to follow behind her mm-hmm. because she kept mm-hmm. it up for so long. Yep. Um, and she's basically been hell. If everyone else is 10 steps ahead, she's 20. So, you know, nothing at this point really, you know, surprises her or, you know, gets the hold on her. Um, and I mean, low key jumping through wasn't necessarily a shot because I'm like, even in, you know, as someone, if I was in his shoes, I'm like, okay, they're threatening, you know, TVA is threatening to kill you basically every 10 seconds if you don't deliver. <laughs> yeah. um, and you haven't, you know, you're not going to be able to deliver because she's gotten away with it. Um, this has been a mess. They might kill you just for the sake of, you know, cutting loose ends, whatever the case may be. It's like at this point, you really have nothing to lose going through the portal. If it, ends to, if it leads to death, well, <laughs> it was the same option on the other end. Um, but even beyond the why go back to TVA at this point option, it's also like, he knows this, this, whoever this person is, they are up to something. They know things that he doesn't. Um, while he will never, of course, admit that maybe this is a better version of him or wh- whoever she may be, um, he's not getting so, too many answers from the TVA. And it's like, when, especially when she says, it's not about you, it's like, okay, you said you wanted to try and run the TVA. Now this person is like, fuck them so you know i i feel like it's two things he's nothing to lose by going through because you know tv just wants to kill him at this point and then two it's like what's being hidden here and i think what's being hidden is stuff that you know probably mobius and you know the people he's left behind aren't even aware of clearly because going back to the agent who was kidnapped she says i told her everything i told you know she gave the information of where the timekeepers are um and I thought that was interesting because didn't Mobius say he had no idea where they were or something like that? Yeah, like they're like creating the end of whatever and like, so yeah, I was, I, yeah. I was like shocked that she would even know what to give her. So that in itself yeah. was, you know, maybe Mobius, as you were going back to the earlier conversation, isn't as high up the chain as he thought or something like that. But regardless, I think it's like he sees answers when he goes through that portal. He sees nothing but having to explain himself if he stays behind. Um, And so now, you know, I think we're going to get to the nitty gritty of the things that have been hidden um, that and and how that plays, how that comes into play here. I mean, I did did a theory and I don't know if it's going to be true. I don't know anything at this point, but I think maybe there's a version of Loki that may have had a hand in, if not creating Enchantress and her getting powers that sent her to do this because any, as we know, any version of Loki that attempts it gets killed immediately. This has been the furthest someone at, with at least Loki's powers has been. So is it possible that, you know, as we were going back to the whole conversation around 
is he actually supposed to be there? Even though they keep saying he's a variant, maybe this is very much, you know, he was supposed to go through that portal. Maybe this is very much going down to the fact that he is supposed to be there. Um, Mm. But yeah, that's what I got. (laughs) All right. Well, we're at the end. Uh, Adam, what was your favorite scene? Um, My favorite scene, probably, um, I don't know. It's, it's, It's so like, I did, I, you know what? I did like him um, excitedly explaining the salad. Um, <laughs> I, cause I think that was when like my own like lean in started to happen where I was like, great, he's doing stuff. He's not just reacting. He's <laughs> thinking, he's figuring it out. We are getting somewhere. So it was, it was like very enticing to see. And I was very swept away along with him. Ashley, what's your favorite scene? Um, so it's kind of the same, but I want to include when he comes across his file and he sees that Asgard has been destroyed and like the nuance of Loki as a character and Tom Hiddleston playing him. And it's like, you see his tears, you know, cause when he saw his, um, the clip of his life, like, you know, he got to see yeah. the moments with his family. He didn't get to see, uh, Asgard be destroyed. And now he knows that it has met its doom and we get to see this really quick emotional moment of his home being destroyed and immediately he's in the he's in the room uh ruining uh Mobius's salad and is acting like it doesn't phase him um and i just think that like th- that nuance of loki where it's like you're not allowed to just completely start seeing him as a hero because he's having these funny moments you have to remember that there's a there's a, there's a bad side Okay, def agree with all these uh nuanced bits coming from Tom Hiddleston but i have to say <clears throat> My favorite moments are a tie um, between Kate Berlant being really upset the TVA agents didn't come in costume, uh, <laughs> just like really lovely. And then um, I think the litany of disasters happening in the 2040s and 50s uh, <laughs> in the research segment was really bleak and funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I I can't believe that this is – I feel like this never happens. But I, So I have a tie and it's none of the scenes that – either of you said any yes. of you said i for me it's either that end just because like the build-up and the like the, the way it was just so good um and it for me that felt like you know no eh, factory winter soldier was fine but we never got a shot i felt like there weren't shots like that where it was like ah fuck um aside from maybe when he kills murders that man with the shield but it was a different kind of ah fuck you know um that and then the scene of them in pompeii of Loki just being like, nothing matters. You're all going to die. Who cares? Are we from the future? Like I just, him having fun. Um, I would love to have more of that from Loki. Um, what grade do you give this episode, Ashley? Oh, it's phenomenal. Um, I never like giving anything completely an A plus. Or an, I'm going to give it an A minus, And that might just really be more so me being stingy. Cause I just like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like, so I'll own up to that. And I just, because it's so early, I also don't want to set myself up. But um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, a minus. A minus. Like it was, it was, it was great. All right. All right. Uh, Gabe. Um, before you said a minus, I had also decided a minus because I am stingy uh, as well. Um, I don't know. I, I think it was, it moved so much faster than the last episode and I really, really loved it. Um, there are still some things where I'm like, not quite sure where they're going, but I just think Tom Hiddleston is like really bringing it in a way I didn't expect him to bring it. I think this episode struck a nice 
balance between, you know, really gory high stakes scenes um, and like kind of, you know, internalized uh, moments of drama, but also some great comedic moments, uh, physical comedy, situational stuff. It's kind of just bringing everything to the table in a very well curated way. And I am pleasantly surprised. Ooh. Uh, all right, Adam, before you go, I'll give my grade first. So that way you don't feel. So I agree. I get, I also give it an A and now I'm mad that I gave the first episode an A because I should have given it or did I give it a B plus? I think I maybe did. I don't know. Either way, I, this was better than the first one, even though I did like the first one. I agreed with what Gabe and Ashley said and I land on an A. Adam, what grade do you give it? Um, I do give it an A minus. It's not because I'm stingy. It's really because I did. I was like kind of lacking in fire with this in the first like 10 to 15 minutes maybe where it was like, I was like, it was feeling a little bit of a like kind of let's get going. And then, um, and then it did. So. And now for a quick break. Folks, do you love movies? The good ones, even the bad ones, everyone told you not to like, it sounds like super yakky is the place for you. The team at super yakky loves movies. So much so, they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top-quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the 20th anniversary of the cinematic masterpiece Josie and the Pussycats, to comfy sweatshirts made for the brave members of the Movies by Yourself Club. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks, and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And as a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with the code SUPERSLAYERFEST, all caps, no spaces, at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies, y'all. Yes. And uh, thank you all for joining us. If you like Slayerfest 98, you can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and other corners of the internet. You can find us on social media at SlayerFestX98. And if you want to support us and get access to bonus episodes, our private Facebook group, group monthly Zoom calls, and more, you can support us on Patreon. And if you want to follow me on social, I'm at Carlos. Gabe, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram using the handle Gaybones, G-A-Y-B-O-N-E-Z. It's an old nickname. Um, I'll explain another time. <clears throat> um, <laughs> if you are in New York, you can also see me uh, at a live show I am hosting July 1st uh, at a theater called Caveat on the Lower East Side. Uh, the show is called The Lavender Scare. Uh, it's a comedy variety show. We've got some great comedians, Joel Kim Booster, Tessa Scara, and Alex English performing. And I'm also going to be playing uh, games uh, between sets about queer history. Um, that should be appropriately rowdy and irreverent for the 10 p.m. time slot. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. And you can also listen to me on the QWERTY podcast uh, every week. It comes out uh, Friday on the Forever Doc Network. And Ashley, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Ashley K. Smalls. Um, and you can also visit my blog, brooklynblurred.com. Um, I will definitely be writing up my theories that will most likely all be wrong this weekend. But... <laughs> I will still be having a whole lot of fun with them and I include 
tons of gifts of Tom Hiddleston, if that's your thing, which is sometimes what people visit the site for. So, <laughs> yes. Listen, Adam and I, that was our joke all through WandaVision that all of our theories were incorrect. <laughs> I mean, Everyone's were. I love that, like, I like prove me wrong. I don't want to be like, again, like, that's my weird thing. Whereas I'm just like, yeah, like, I like coming up with weird crap that, like, in no way is going to be the canon. Um, and I you, think it's like, you heard it here. Adam and I like being negative. I do. I do. Well, I, I'm just like not one of these people who's like a baby when it's like, oh, my theory. Right. Um, and where can everyone where can everyone find you and order your book, Adam? Okay, good. Now that I've insulted half the audience. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at the Adam Sass. Uh, you can also uh, go to my author website, adamsassbooks.com. And you can pick up my debut YA thriller, uh, Surrender Your Sons, wherever you buy your books. All right. And we'll see you all next time. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you.